Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Have you ever knocked on wood, tossed salt over your shoulder, or went out of your way to avoid walking under a ladder? Even if you're usually a very logical and pragmatic person, there's probably a quirky superstition or two that you go along with from time to time, just in case. And when it comes to high-pressure situations like performances or auditions, you might be even more tempted to engage in a superstitious ritual or two. You'd be in good company, of course, as many successful athletes have been known to have some pretty quirky game day routines. Michael Jordan, for instance, is said to have worn his college basketball shorts underneath his Chicago Bulls uniform for luck. Tiger Woods wore a red shirt on the last day of each golf tournament. Serena Williams wears the same pair of socks for the duration of a tournament. And whether it's a pre-concert shepherd's pie like the Rolling Stones, or a shirt-ironing ritual like Led Zeppelin, superstitious behavior amongst musicians is not unheard of either. But are these superstitious rituals actually helpful? Like, do they actually help us perform better, or is it all just in our head? We've looked at studies on pre-performance routines previously, which suggested that a consistent routine can indeed enhance performance. But a team of researchers at the University of Cologne put together a series of studies to see if purely superstitious rituals, which have nothing to do with increasing focus or priming motor skills, could actually enhance performance too. 28 university students were randomly divided into two groups and asked to sink 10 putts. Those in the control group were handed a ball and simply told, this is a ball everyone has used so far. Those in the superstition group were handed a ball and told, here is your ball. So far, it has turned out to be a lucky ball. Did putting with a lucky ball make any difference? Believe it or not, it actually did. The students who putted with a regular ball scored an average of 4.75 successful putts out of 10, whereas the students who used the ball that they were told was lucky scored an average of 6.42 successful putts out of 10, which is a 35% difference in performance. In a second study, participants were given a puzzle to solve in time to see how long it would take. In one group, the participants were instructed to begin when told, on go, you go. In another group, the participants were told to begin when the experimenter said, I press the watch for you, which is a rather odd sounding phrase, but it'll make more sense in a second. Because in the superstition group, the participants were told, I press the thumbs for you, 
which is an even weirder sounding phrase, but it translates from German to the more familiar English expression, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. So did having someone crossing fingers for them change their performance at all? Crazily enough, yes. Participants in the Go group solved the puzzle in about 320 seconds, and those in the Press the Watch group solved it in about 342 seconds. But participants in the Fingers Crossed Superstition group, they solved the puzzle in only 192 seconds. So why does engaging in superstitious behaviors seem to boost performance, at least in these cases? The researchers conducted a couple follow-up studies to try to better understand this phenomenon. And the results suggest that activating these superstitions enhance the participants' self-efficacy, or belief in their ability to do well on the upcoming task. And when we are more optimistic or confident in our abilities to be successful, we tend to do better. So what are we to do with all of this? Well, given today's study, it probably wouldn't hurt to wear those lucky socks to your next audition. Then again, I think there can be a fine line between engaging in a bit of superstitious behavior for luck and developing an obsessive dependence on some elaborate routine when you don't trust your preparation. The tricky thing, of course, is that preparation isn't just about putting in more hours. Often, the practice performance gap, or but it sounded better at home syndrome, isn't caused by a lack of practice time or ability, but by practice that isn't balanced. Meaning what exactly? Well, our practice tends to be skewed more towards learning skills than performing skills. And though we need both, if we wait too long to prepare for the unique demands of performance, we can get to a pretty high level in the practice room, but discover too late that this level of playing doesn't transfer very reliably to the stage. Because when the pressure kicks in, it can be easy to worry about technical security. And we tend to play smaller, more carefully, and less expressively. That voice in our head can get kind of loud and make it difficult to stay engaged and focused in the moment too. And ultimately, this can all suck the joy out of performing and make the experience feel less like music making and more like survival mode. And what would it look like for your practice to be more balanced between learning-oriented and performance-oriented practice? This is actually going to be the focus of the live online four-week Performance Psych Essentials class that begins on January 28th, 2024. Over 1,500 professional musicians, educators, students, and adult learners have participated to date. Registration for Cohort 16 of this class ends Sunday, January 21st at 11.59pm Pacific. To sign up and get more details on what you'll learn, you can go to bulletproofmusician.com essentials. That's bulletproofmusician.com essentials. You can find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com blog. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. And if you'd like to explore this sort of thing in more depth, whether it be to get more out of your daily practice or to get better at managing performance pressure and shrinking that gap between what you can do in the practice room and what comes out on stage, you can learn more about the live and self-paced courses that are available at bulletproofmusician.com courses.